your business stuck? Tired of leaving money on the table? Are you ready to take it to the next level? Join us as we dive deep into the small business secrets successful entrepreneurs are implementing to see massive results. This is the Business Growth Hacks Podcast, presented by Beefy Marketing. Here's your host, Andrew Brockenbush. What's going on, everyone? Shh. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here every single week, listening to this podcast, yeah. hanging out with me and John. Sometimes just John when I skip, sometimes just me when John skips. But we're here every <laughs> single week for you guys, making sure we're bringing amazing value. As always, this podcast is brought to you by Wingman. Wingman's your all-in-one marketing and sales automation software, which helps you streamline your communication, automate your processes, and grow your business. Check them grow out your at business. trustyourwingman.com. Super, super cool. All right. We've got an incredible guest lined up for you guys, and Let's we're going to kick it off ice, with ice an icebreaker. All right, Carolyn, if you could redesign any commercial space, real or fictional, which space would it be, and what would you what would you change about the space? Well, I think that what comes to me is a favorite Thai restaurant that I love, love, love the food, but every time I'm in the space, I'm just pretty disgusted. <laughs> I'm pretty disgusted. Oh, oh yeah. And I always worst. think, you know, if they would just clean this up a little bit, you know, just spruce mm -hmm. it up, how many more people would come here? And I know they get a lot of people because the food's good, but wow. So yeah, that's, that would, those I'd small, love to take that those on. Small details. I, yeah. you know, one thing I hate, like, as you bring that one up, I hate when I walk into, you know, there's a lot of restaurants that end up being in like shopping centers and they have the square mm -hmm. ceiling tiles. I hate it when I see like the dust buildup. <laughs> on those oh, ceiling yeah. tiles. I'm like, that's disgusting. If that looks like that, what's the kitchen look like? And it might be the best food in the world, but it's like those small details make, make all the difference. Anyways, John, what do you got, brother? I'm going to go with a fictional space because something has always bothered me on the show, The Simpsons, Ned Flanders has a business called The Leftorium. Well, the door is on the right side of The Leftorium, and I think that's just wrong. It should be on the <laughs> left side. So I'd move the door over to the left side. That's a great, that's a great point. That's what a simple change that could make all the difference. Yeah. Um, know your audience, right? Know your audience. That's right. That's exactly right. Yeah. Know your audience. Um, mine's a little bit more wide spectrum, I guess. I would completely reimagine banks. Uh, and I okay. think some banks are starting to to do this or take note of this, but the bank experience as a whole is very transactional. Yet from a yeah. brand messaging standpoint, uh, a website standpoint, branding perspective, they always try to communicate that they're people centric and they care about their customers. They care about their, their clients. Yet the, the office spaces, their buildings are always mm. still very, very transactional. Even mm. now, even worse now with like you walk into these buildings and it's like a teller tucked way in the back and a couple of automated machines in the front and they're like, Oh yeah, just do what you got to do right there and you can go. Or if you need to talk to a banker, you can schedule a meeting. Or if you really, really can't mm -hmm. use the machine, I'll, I'll send you to the very back of the bank to talk to the teller. That yeah. drives me nuts. I trust these people with all of my money. All of, <laughs> all of the things, yeah. all that I work for, I work hard for, I give it to those people. And it feels such like a cold transaction. I can't pick up the phone and talk to somebody locally. Like that annoys yeah. me because I feel like the branding is completely mismatched from the customer experience. Um, mm. If I were to reimagine it, 
I would probably make them more like uh, co-working spaces maybe with the mm-hmm. the banking aspect. So more of a communal space where people can come in and have the space for, hey, this we have a conference room in the bank that you can use for your networking meetups. And like we want you yeah. to spend time in our building, right? We have... Uh, small desk space. If you want to come in and drop by and work from a, you know, work from our office, you don't have your own office. Maybe you're not in the place yet in your company where you can afford to have your own building. Drop by and use our space. To me, that would completely change the banking experience to more of a relational experience, less of a transactional experience. So that is the space I would reimagine. What are y'all's thoughts? Nice. That is awesome. So I have to throw in this little caveat. In my pre what I do now design life, I worked in designing banks years ago, 30, 25, 30 years ago. That's where I met my current husband. We were designing banks to get working for a company to design banks. And the, there were a few, they were mostly credit unions actually that were rethinking Mm -hmm. this, you know, and they were community driven credit unions and their, their transactions were concierge type stations and, and things like that. So, um, and with the, not to go off on another tangent, but and with the need for physical banks has gone down so much to mm-hmm. stand out. And if they're going to keep physical banks to stand out and create that community that you're talking about, as you were talking about, it's like, wow, that is a way if a bank wants to continue to have a brick and mortar to make it mm-hmm. more, you know, to more than just the transaction, it's more community. So that's pretty awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think. You know, a lot of these bigger cities like Nashville, for example, or Atlanta and uh, Savannah, Georgia, the cities that have like a huge tech focus, they're building these like business incubators, these these places where entrepreneurs mm-hmm. can go and grow their ideas so that it is highly profitable. Imagine yeah. if banks were the forefront of that. Yeah. They, they make money off of lending you money. Yeah. Why not put me in a space where I can benefit from what your product is in a way that doesn't yeah. feel like you're selling me a service, but you are offering me a, a platform or a launch mm-hmm. pad to my business success. And if I thrive, if I grow, if I'm successful, well, that's more opportunity for the bank at large. Like, yeah, it just seems like a no brainer. Like if I was an executive of a bank or if I was going to start a bank, I feel like that would be the, my primary focus First, would be creating those yeah. kind of spaces, hundred percent. So, well, and the that aspect was, of was you, you, yeah, you can be having a meeting and think, man, well, could we even fund that? Well, I don't know. Let's go downstairs and ask the <laughs> <bank."> <laughs> exactly. we're, yeah. we're right here. Like we've got a yeah. guy. Yeah. And that's the thing too. Yeah. It, it also, I think it opens the door for bankers who are typically just sitting around, maybe making calls on existing accounts or whatever, to have more of an interaction with people in the community and the business owners and entrepreneurs in the community in a way that says, yeah. hey, what are you thinking about? What are you doing? What are your struggles? What are your pain points? Oh, we can solve that with a business line of credit. We could solve that with a personal loan. We could solve that with you know, this creative small business lending program from the SBA. Like yeah. Things that a lot of business owners, I feel like, are too afraid to even approach because they don't know what to do or where yeah. to start. Why don't you educate me and empower me to make those decisions, which long-term again, benefits the bank. I could go off a whole tangent all about banks. This is not even a bank podcast, but here we are. <laughs> here we are. We're talking about here space. We, and here we are. That's it. Our guest for you guys today is quite an incredible person. First of all, <laughs> Rain's from Texas and 
you just can't beat that. I mean, <laughs> there's that's that's what they say. That's the one thing about Texans is you know we hate everything that's not Texan. It's not completely true, but we sure do love and we are sure proud of our yeah. home state. So Karen Bolt is not. <laughs> that's right. We we love Texas. We love Karen Lee is not only a passionate visionary but also a firm believer that the spaces we inhabit play a pivotal role in our success. In 2004, she, alongside her husband, embarked on a journey by co-founding Crossfields, an Atlanta-based design-build firm. Carolyn's wealth of knowledge and expertise is a true treasure chest, and we're honored to have her on our podcast today. Carolyn, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah, this is going to be a lot of fun, but before mm -hmm. we get into the hot seat questions, before we get into the good stuff and talk all about our spaces, can you tell us a little bit about how you even got into this world in the first place? How did I get into yeah. this, cra this crazy world we're in? Um, yeah. So I had an, a, um, a wonderful experience when I was 14, around 14 years old, that my father was with NASA. You heard that I'm from Texas. Oh. And my father was with NASA, and he worked in advanced preliminary design, which meant he worked on things 20 years before you'd ever see it in the public. Mm -hmm. And he was literally working on the zero gravity earth orbiting space station. So this was the sixties. Yes. I'm, I have a little age on me. So, um, <laughs> but the, uh, NASA brought in an architect to work with him. Um, and he was working on his thesis and the thesis was the zero, the interior design of a zero gravity earth orbiting space station. Because NASA understood that they were going to send people up in space for years, months, years, whatever, at a time, they had to make sure they weren't going to go crazy because there is a psychology mm -hmm. of space. There is a psychology of your environment and how you act and how you feel and what you do has a lot to do with your surroundings. So mm -hmm. he, they would, he would, um, his name was Roger and Roger would come over and have dinner um, he was displaced from Florida. So he'd come over and have home cooked dinner with my mom a lot. And my dad and him would sit around in the living room and just talk about this. They just philosophize. And I was fascinated. I was just fascinated just in the middle of it. And it gave, it inspired me to make me understand that I could impact people's lives by designing space. And I was already very, I wanted to be involved in art and I thought I wanted to be an architect but I realized that I wanted to be on the interior, not the exterior. And so then I went on to school. I went to the University of Texas. I got a degree in interior architecture and then went on to do. And I have only worked in commercial design um, because commercial design, and we can talk about this from a business, that commercial companies understand that the interior design of their space is going to impact their employees. It's going to impact their mm. clients. It's going to impact their potential customers or not. And they look at it as a piece of their business requirement. It's not a luxury. It's a business requirement. And it's part of their marketing, especially if it's about attracting patients. Like we work right now in the holistic healthcare arena. We transitioned over to that in about 2011, 2012. And we do virtual design all over the country in the small healthcare arena. And that brick and mortar is critical to their space or to their, to their business, that brick and mortar is yeah, critical to their business. Yeah. Right. It's, yeah. I like how you put an emphasis and, and importance on the fact that it's not just a luxury, it's a necessity because yeah. I remember when I first wanted to get an office space, one of my business mentors at the time was just like, 
I, I don't think he was giving me a hard time to to um, discourage me, but more so to just make sure I was making decisions at the right time in the right timing and things like that. Mm-hmm. But I remember always talking about how it was so important for me to have like a really really cool space. And he was just like, man, like you don't need a space. You don't need a space. Like that's not really the best place to put your money, which might've been true at the time. Um, but I remember being like, I realize I'm bougie. Like, like <laughs> I understand that. Like I realize I, I have a little bit of, you know, uh, you know, uh, and I also realized that some of it's ego based. If you mm-hmm. want to, if you want to call that, like there's something about having a cool space that you're proud of, that you want people to feel like there's an association with your name and that space. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for the longest time, I wouldn't get an office because I just felt like I, I kind of like honed in on that thought, like, okay, maybe it's just mm-hmm. my ego thinking I need to like do this for me and I'm not doing it for the right reasons. I'm doing it for me because like, I want to appear bigger than I am. I want to appear like I'm cooler than I am, that kind of thing. Um, right. About two years ago though, I decided like, if I want to grow the company, we were coming up on 10 years. If I want to grow and scale this company in the way that I would like to, I want a space that we can call home, like not just a co-working space, which I, I don't see anything wrong with that. That's where we started and we, and we thought it was a lot of fun, but I was ready for my own, my own space. And, um, I remember touring so many office spaces, uh, one in particular, <laughs> I remember one day in particular, cause it's kind of what landed me in the space that I'm in today. Um, we toured this like retail, it's called a retail office space. It's like one of those strip centers. that's like nothing but like, you know, shared offices and it just felt so so old like the the super weird like carpet tiles that smelled kind of moldy the squared mm-hmm. ceiling tiles like the you know coffee stains like i mean just those if you could pick up on that imagery like it was that experience where you walk in a business and you know, i don't think wow these guys have their shit together like these guys are kind of a big yeah. deal like no i didn't feel that way i felt like oh this is a company that's scraping by this is a company that's looking for the cheapest way to do things. And I just couldn't make that decision. And I was like, man, I really am like egotistical. Like I am too bougie. Like, but, I, but it, for some reason, like there was this like significant pool that was saying like, no, like this can't be the thing that's tied to your image because I've worked mm-hmm. so hard over the last decade to make sure that our online presence and our online brand and the relationships we have with our customers is just so superior and so top notch this office mm-hmm. does not align with that. Like I would rather continue right. to have a co-working office and have one little space that looks amazing than have this giant space that looks old, outdated and tacky. And mm-hmm. so that same day, the guy that toured me that building was like, well, I have these brand new buildings that no one's ever been in before. We just built it. They look like, uh, they literally look like houses. They're like condo office condos. And he walked me through the space and it was like immediately like, the look, the smell, like I was like, I was like, wouldn't this be cool? Like I remember all the lights were off, you know, no lights were on space was empty. It was just a, you know, empty canvas. And I was like, wouldn't it be just so cool if we could do this? Like, wouldn't that be, that'd be amazing. And I was like, well, what's it, what's the rent on the space cost? And it was like $2,800 a month. And I was like, like, we're thinking like a thousand, 1500, like that's what we can afford at the time. And you're telling me this is double, like what our top, you know, level was. And, um, I like prayed about it. I went home and like really crunched all the numbers. Like I just felt like called by the space. And, uh, fortunately the guy was very, uh, generous with his business. And what he, he did for us was gave us a three year structured 
uh, deal with an option to buy where basically he started the rent off at a very, very fair rate. I think it was like $2,200 a month. And then he scaled every year in the three years until we reached the market value, which was $2,800 a month. Um, within the first year of being here, we bought the building. One year of being in the building. So I, I say all of that long talk to say that the space does matter. Like it yeah. matters way, way more than you realize. And that's mm -hmm. the reason I'm so excited about this conversation with you is that like, sure, like I've shared my story, but like, I want to hear it from an expert. Like, I want you to tell me why is it so important for businesses to invest in their spaces? Well, if, if they couldn't hear your testimony, then I don't know if I can add much more to that, <laughs> but I, I will do my best. Um, well, we were talking about it just having a psychology of space and you just described it. When you walked in the space, you felt different. And mm. we all, whether we like it or not, and if you're in sales and marketing, you know this, we make decisions with our emotions more and then we back them up with logic. So, but those emotions are what drive us. There's what make us think, what make us do, what make us motivated. Um, you know, you can just, let's just talk the psychology for a minute of true documented psychology when people don't have enough sunlight, right? And they actually get really depressed. So that's easy for people to understand, but that also is relevant to what you just talked about, where places just feel out of sorts. Even if the place is, is nice, but it's really messy, you know, and it's cluttered and all of those things create, you know, it's like your brain has trying to take too much in and it's trying to sort it. The other thing that's huge is that um, just think about when you dress for success. I mean, that was a big deal when I was in school, right? Now people dress however they want to, but you still feel differently when you, you know, just got your hair done, you're you're, you've got a new outfit on, you feel good. Everything inside of you actually comes out better, you know, and everything does. So when we talk about spaces, now we do, like I said, doctor's offices where they are attracting and trying to retain patients. And so we look at hospitality design and, and retail design, and I'll talk a minute about that. But um well, let me talk a minute about that. And then let me go over to just office space where you don't, I'm assuming, and I'm going to ask this question. Do you have, does your space, do you have clients come to your space? Yes, we do. Okay. So part of your, so you, and you just said it, your image on your website, your image everywhere. It's very important if people are coming to your space that are potential clients or clients that all of that is congruent. Because you're right, if they see this wonderful website, they found you first, let's say, through some kind of search and they decided to call you up and you talked to them about coming in and they came in to meet you. If they had walked in and seen, you know, like I talk about that Thai restaurant, you know, or they walked in, mm -hmm. that would not have helped elevate your what you were selling to them. So that's why it's a marketing expense. It is an important marketing expense. It does not have to be mm -hmm. expensive. It just has to be very intentional. So the lighting, the color, the finishes, those th the decorating part is important. Um, yeah. So I was going off on a tangent about retail design and hospitality design. So retail design is the first impression. So think about when people walk into a store, when you walk into a store 
if that store's first impression environment doesn't match up with what you're going into that store to buy, then there's a disconnect, just like in just like in marketing. You confuse, you mm -hmm. lose. You know, you kind of disconnect and they lose. We don't know how much business they're losing because of that. But when you go into a retail establishment that's perfectly aligned with what their marketing message is, whether it's a Walmart, I talk about this in the classes I teach, whether it's a Walmart that's the low price leader, everything intentionally about market about Mar Walmart was designed for you to be congruent with a low price leader. If you walked into yeah. a Walmart and it looked like a bougie designer store, they wouldn't match up with that, that line, right? And the other way around, you go into a designer store and everything intentional. So, um, and I can go into a bunch of little details comparing the two, but it's very, very purposeful. So that is your retail design. Hospitality design focuses on a culture that you're trying to create so that you keep people yeah. wanting to be there and keep coming back over and over again. Um, so it has more to do with once you get past that front impression and you're into the space itself. Reach, uh, hospitality design is more in alignment with people that are trying to have an office space. So it's more internal. It, 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 it's both your patients and, inter and internal. It's both your clients and internal, but it deals a lot with the internal because you want to retain your staff. You want to attract your staff yeah. and you want to retain it. So you need it to be effective. I'm also going to go off on one more tangent and that it's not all about the design. It's not all about the, the interior finishes. It's also about the function of the space. So very, very, very important that you can't, it's got to function first. So we adhere to form follows mm -hmm. function which means it has to function well first. Because if things don't function well, that's a psychology of frustration. And it's a psychology of lowering efficiencies and a psychology, not a psychology, but it is, it lowers efficiencies. So you've got to make it function first. And then you've got to think about how the form or the three-dimensional space mm -hmm. feels. So it all can grow, goes together. Yeah. Does that help? Yeah. That, yeah, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, oh, 100%. Yeah, it goes back to the whole, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. It's not designed very well. If if you can't work in the space, then it's not designed. Yes. I, I love that because yeah. I remember from design school, one of the things they taught us is form and function working together is what design is. It's something beautiful that works, not just something beautiful. That's art. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. yes. Something beautiful is just art, but you're right. So, mm -hmm. and you're working in the... I'm, I'm assuming when you talk about design school, you're talking about web, web design. design, graphic design, yeah. all of graphic those types of things. Yeah. And just it's so coherent together because that first impression, you know, the psychology, psychology of colors, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. psychology yep. of shape, psychology of imagery, psychology of all that that you take. Sound, with. smell, touch. The smell stuff. is one that yeah. we don't talk about a lot, but it's especially huge. in the it's web, the biggest. especially in the digital world. You don't oh, have yeah. it a lot, but it yeah. is. Yeah. Huge. You don't, you don't have to think about it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you I know, mean, there, there, there are was, companies there out recently. there. I'm sorry. Let me just talk about smell real quick. There oh, no, are, good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. there are um, fine hotels and things like that. You know this, I guess Yeah. they have their own signature the scent, scent. Do you know? So that when you walk in, you smell yep. it nice resorts yep. and things like that. And there's machinery Mercedes around you one. that are putting out that scent. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. I mean, the, even like big theme parks now are starting to yeah. put little scent machines in different places in the park to heighten so your you senses get... for different, to get different food items, to get different, mm -hmm. 
to do different experiences. I mean, it's crazy. I have always been so fascinated with the psychology of, I mean, just really of life in general, but like space and design. I mean, obviously we're, yeah. we're more of the digital side with branding and things like that, but it's like you said, it's so cohesive. It's like recently, yeah. and I'm going to ask this question in a second about like where you can be cheap and where you should spend all your money. But one of the things I recently had noticed was I was up in the team space and I was sitting in one of the team members chairs and I was like, this chair really, really sucks. Like, but I'm the one that made that call. Like I, we had, I didn't realize how much money it would cost to furnish a space. I'm going to have a giant space. It's relatively mm-hmm. small. It is not cheap. And so I was like, oh, chairs, like $99 Amazon chairs should cut it. No, they do not. And I felt so bad because I had never really taken the time to like sit in one of their chairs, like put yourself in their position seat for a second, but there's something in their shoes. Like I literally was in one of their chairs and I was like, yeah, we're, we're buying all of you guys new chairs. Like these are garbage. Like I, I, I'm over here in my $400 chair, like living large. And I sit in one of their $99 (laughs) Amazon chairs and I was like, wow, you're a real jerk. So it's just like. Every element though, it's like sometimes people focus on like, oh, that's a really, really pretty lobby chair. It's like, yeah, but is yeah. it comfy? Does does someone want to stay in that chair and spend time with you? Yeah. And there's a time and place for chairs where you want them to get up a little bit faster. Like maybe a restaurant, you don't want them to get too comfortable. You need as many people coming in and out of that restaurant throughout the day as possible. But in yeah. a lobby, for example, you want them to feel comfy and at home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very much so. Or you don't, meaning you just want it for show. Do you know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's all, you just have to know the purpose. You have to know who your audience yeah, is. Right. Does this sound familiar? Who is your audience? 100%. You're designing to your audience, <laughs> exactly. right? You designed your audience yeah. and you design to that criteria that you're trying to bring your audience toward. Is it more important to focus on your staff or your clients, do you think, with your space? Well, in our situations, we focus on both as equally as we Mm -hmm. can, because in doctor's offices, especially we work in the holistic healthcare. And so it's still a choice, you know, as opposed to, you know, an urgent care situation where you just go and you just go because you need to go, but you're making choices is which one I'm going to which doctor I'm going to go to, or if I'm even going to go to these, especially holistic alternative type doctors where it's really a choice and you're walking in and going, do I trust this? Do I know, like, and trust what I'm getting into? So if you don't have that in your first impression, you're not going to have a business. So the clients have to have to have that importance. But then once you think about the operations of the business, the efficiencies and the happiness of the staff will keep your business flowing. So it's hard to yeah. tell, it's hard to say one is more important than the other. Now, if you have, a, sounds like- if you, I'm just saying this, now you have a business that you don't have to have a lot of people come to it. And that's not part of what you're doing. You know, you can, I mean, use the example, um, say you meet with your clients once every year, you know, I'm thinking about different types of companies that you'll meet with a client once every year. We just go into the front part, into the conference room. We never go back and see the back area. You know, yeah. I don't know what the back area is like. They're just putting their first, you know, their face up front. But if you want to keep staff yeah, these days, sure. people don't want to people, yeah. you know, you've got people coming into your office. You've got to make it fun. You've got to make yeah. it enjoyable. You've got to make it work. And um, yeah, definitely. 
I was just wondering what your take would be on it. Because to me, I agree. I think it's a balance. It's what are you trying to do? What's your end goal? You know, we got to work backwards from there anyway, because otherwise we're not going to get there, you know? So exactly. I think that's awesome. Just like you guys do. What's the, what, what's our goal? What's our end goal? What are we trying to do? Exactly. What's the end goal? Mm -hmm. It seems like that's a theme on every episode. Like where are you going? Like what, like what is your primary focus? What's your goal? Who's your target market? We could just like marketing 101, right? So right. obviously, like I, I kind of alluded to the fact that whenever we got this space, there was a lot of expenses that I did not realize. Didn't mm-hmm. I didn't know that I was going to paint my walls a different color because I thought it looked cooler. I didn't know that we were going to have to acoustically treat several of the spaces and yeah. buy the most expensive fake planet, plants on the planet. Like it's like, why are fake plants so expensive? Like you can make a whole business out of that. Like there's yep. so many little things. And I was like, we just spent $50,000 and we have 1500 square feet. Like, how is that even possible? Like <laughs> it just happens fast. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So I'd like to know about that a little bit. Like what things do you think? And I, I realize this is a little bit subjective, but what things should you spend a lot of your money on and what areas can you maybe be more budget, you know, yeah. budget focused, I guess. I think that, uh, well, let's just make sure first that you do what you said, where you're, your staff is comfortable and mm-hmm, they're in, yeah. you know, some quality chairs or whatever, especially nice if they're going to be sitting there yeah. a long time. That's a real, you know, you're right. It becomes important. And, you know, when you're first starting out, you may not have the money to do it. So, so just plan to do the best you can and replace it. I know we tell yeah. um, a lot of our startup doctors that the style is very important of your furnishings. When you, you know, if you Mm. think about your environment, you're doing this work to create this environment and the style of your furnishings is your part of your design elements. And you can buy some good quality chairs that still look like they were made in the 80s, still today, right? Yeah. So not, you know, for for someone who's trying to attract new patients or new clients into their space, you need to look fresh and updated and things of that sort. So what we tell them is that do the best you can to spend good looking furniture and then replace it because residential furniture stuff that you would get like at Target and Ikea and and Wayfair and some of that stuff, although Wayfair keeps going up in price too, you know, that's not made to be in a commercial environment for very long. So so that's kind of what we talk about where you're not really, you got to make sure it's, quality enough that no one's going to fall and break themselves in it, but you don't necessarily have yeah. to be at the level yeah. of, of commercial. So you just said it commercial quality. So your everyday residential furniture may cost a hundred dollars a chair where your commercial one mm-hmm. may cost close to a thousand a chair. So you have to just yeah. know what, what you're going to be doing. So that's kind of an area that you play with. And um, the other thing we, we just think you can do a lot with paint and lighting. Yeah. Yeah. A whole lot. So I don't know how the the lighting is in your office, but to be able to vary the lighting in a space so that it's not just a wash of your Walmart overall, not criticism to Walmart. They're very much on purpose and they make a lot of money. But don't hear me there. Mm -hmm. But just (laughs) knowing that there's that um, variation of lighting changes the mood Mm -hmm. a lot. So the lower the lighting, the quieter, the softer everything is, the higher the lighting, the more energy it is. And the same thing with paint and paint color. So that's the two things that we see can make a huge difference. 
Yeah, costly. the lighting. It's so funny that you bring that up because that is <clears throat> that is a point of con content. What is the word? Point of contention. I don't know. Contention. Contention. That's what I was looking for. In our office, I, <clears throat> I like the lights on in our office. Oh yeah, I feel like it makes us look like we're we're like in business. We're awake. We're <laughs> work. We're awake. The I like to work in the dark. John likes to work in the dark. He's a vid- like he does a lot of production, like video, video. editing. So it okay. makes sense that he's in a dark space. Our team space, which is like the one of the first spaces you see when you walk in our office, it's like the first office to the left. They love the lights off. They just like they like they would rather lamps be on. And everybody mm-hmm. in that room is like, like for that. They're like, turn the overheads off. And I'm like, turn. I was like, it looks like y'all are sleeping. Like it bothers me personally. But I also realize it's like one against three. So it's like, if that's how they feel more comfortable, I don't want to take that away. I wish Mm -hmm. we could find some common ground where it's like, it doesn't look like we're closed for business. Yeah. But but we could do some also. Yeah. Some motion detection lights. So if somebody walks in, maybe the overheads come on, but do you trigger it from in the lobby? (laughs) Yeah. So so what what are your thoughts on that? Does your staff work on computers 20 all the time? Yes. So are, are they choosing that because it helps their vision and ice from eye strain and some of that? I've heard that. Like you said, maybe, but like John, you work in video and you need it. You, yeah. I, I like it dark because it's easier for me to see the screen and I don't have to squint at details and stuff like that. It just, it makes the video pop more for me, easier to edit. The other three are just like, it's too bright. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's too bright yeah. in here. Like we, they like, they just want like more of a, cozy moody so how old are like your vibe. how old's your staff what's their age range um two of them are in their thir- two of them are in their like mid 30s and one of them in that same room is probably 24 so yeah, yeah younger group yeah i think um, there's something to do with the younger group too to be wrong and not that yeah, you're that like, old yeah, andrew just, but sure yeah but, do you remember yeah. do you remember let me let me tell you a story so my that's how old my kids are so i have grandkids right so I remember when the new retail stores for that age were coming out when my kids were in middle school and high school, like the uh, Abercrombie and Fitch Abercrombie. and the Hollister. Yeah, Hollister. Hollister was True. like, you walk in Hollister, I'm dark. Going, I can't see dark, anything. Dark. What color yeah. is this? You know? Did we walk into the club or the clothes I know. Store? I know. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. felt like clubs. They did. Yeah. They felt like clubs. That was so, the whole point. Yeah. So some of it is you have to design. So you speaking this, you have to design to your ideal customer, your ideal client, your That's ideal so staff. And so that is kind of part of that whole movement enjoyment in life i know my kids like it darker than i do too but i've gotten older and i need more light so (laughs) maybe that also so it I, yeah, and I do I like, find myself selling the younger ones too. Why is it so dark in here? Because I need to turn some more lights on. Like, <laughs> yeah, even I like, though I work for, in the dark. I don't know why. I don't know. I just feel like we have this like big old nice space, and then like all the lights are off, and it's like, well, what the heck's the point? Can't like, even we're not see even it. showing yeah. it off. Can't even see it. We're not even showing it off. And for me, I don't know. There's something about the fact that it looks closed. So yeah. my background that, that, before opening this good. company was Apple, and Apple was Brit, uh, like a lightly. Lightly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Brightly, brightly lit. lit. Brightly lit space. I was trying to say that. Mm-hmm. Brightly yeah, lit space. Yeah, you got it. Yes. I, I was with you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for following. So yeah. it was just like a big difference going from that to like where everybody in here are like a bunch of like 
you know, like bats, like they want the lights out. And I'm just like, Oh, this drives me nuts. Well, so I will say we've, we've found some compromise. Like yeah. they told me that we can have the middle hallway light on. We can have the back one on that. We cannot have the very front one on because they feel like it's too bright. So it's just like, maybe though, it's like as simple as switching out the hue of the light bulbs we have. Like if they were a softer some, hue of a bulb, would everybody be happier? Some, Is it just that it's yep. too possible. bright of a white color? That's possible. That that's, so weird. But you said you're already There's doing so many things. You're already doing lamps and things, right? Yeah. Yeah, we have lamps in that office. Overall in the space, we don't have enough lamp. Like I don't think lamps. We have one lamp in that room and one lamp. No, that might be the only lamp in the office. Is that yeah. lamp? What about your lobby when There's... people walk in? The lobby, they like to have the main overhead LED lights off. We have a neon light on the it wall makes the and a neon TV pop. on the wall. Yeah. So we have like kind of a neon. It does make the neon stand out a lot better. And then we have like some sconces on the wall, like like two like little lights on the wall. Those will always stay on because they're super yeah. like soft. They don't put too mm -hmm. much light off, but they always want the overhead lights off. It's very interesting. I'm thinking wattage might help there. Also like a Student. dimmer. Like maybe that's yeah. like another answer. Yeah. Right. Uh, anyways, this is not supposed to be a design consultation. I yeah. just think it's fascinating. No, no, no. no. <laughs> somewhere in between. Yeah, somewhere in between. Because you're, you're, and you, once again, who is your ideal customer? And what do they need yeah. to feel like when they walk in into mm -hmm. that lobby or where you're going to be meeting with them or something? And um, yeah, what do they feel like about it? Yeah, that's, I need to ask that question. Like, hey, what? Like maybe especially once we do start working with them, it's like, hey, what was your first impression when you first walked into our office space for the very first time? Yeah, yeah. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, how how often would you say you need to update and freshen up your space Ooh, to stay relevant and to stay on top of good, not just trends, but also to keep the space fresh? So in the design world, in the physical design world, I know in the marketing design world, it's even faster, but in the physical design world, meaning, well, even clothing and furniture and finishes and all of those things, it, they, they cycle about every seven years. I know in the digital okay. world, I've been told it's faster, right? Oh, yeah. Like every two, two yeah. or three, yeah. two or three years. Um, but I know in the physical world, that's that's historically the cycle of things dating through, mm -hmm. you know, through patterns and colors and and styles and all of those things. So um, it you can you can design so that things can last maybe 10 years. That's kind of a goal and have a little bit yeah. less trendy. The more trendy, the faster they date, just like in just like yeah. in marketing. And maybe that's why marketing yeah. dates so fast because it does tend to always want to be the cutting edge and trendy. In office spaces, though, yeah. um, you know, because of the expense, not that redesigning a website's not expensive. My goodness, I just did that this year. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. But the I point think. is, is that the uh, office space, you know, it's expensive. And especially if you buy mm -hmm. quality, you know, commercial furniture is meant to last 20 years. What's going to date faster than yeah. it wears out? You know, good, yeah. good quality carpet is 10 to 15 years. So it's going to date faster than it wears out, which is, which is okay. You want it to date faster than it wears out. You don't want it to be worn out and still not dated. So that's what you do. You buy yeah. residential yeah. furniture. The furniture wears out, but it's still within the, the date undated level so you got to find a yeah, space in between element. that 
And if you do want to do something trendy, we tell people if you want to do something trendy and, you know, whatever that is, I know there was a period of time where, um, where Barnwood was everywhere, you know, it was everywhere. Oh yeah. And, you know, it's like, Hey, you know, that, and it still matches some people's decor, you know, it still matches what they want. You know, they want to be in the country. They want to feel something, but it, that decor, if you spend too much money on it, then you're kind of stuck with it. So how do you get enough yeah. of it that you can be a little bit trendy and then you replace it? Because the trendy things probably yeah. need to replace every five years. Yeah. Did that yeah, help? That's, that's Was really that, did that like, answer like, your question? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Cause I mean, I think there's like, that's a good one to bring up was like the barn doors and like that, that mm-hmm. wood kind of wood grain look same thing with like shiplap because of chip and Joanne Gaines. Like that's so trendy. You know, it's like, when should you follow trends versus when you should you try to be more timeless? I like the idea of trying to use those items sparingly. Like you said, it's like yeah. you didn't do your whole space like that. So like now you got to remodel the whole dang place. If you did just a door or a wall, it's like, okay, well that's manageable if we want to upgrade or change mm-hmm. that out. But it's, you um, know, you, you're talking about the shiplap. Let me just bring that up. We still have clients that really want shiplap. They want that look. Yeah. They want that because in a, um, where it just it something I that's a little bit more classic. Do you follow me? Like you said, the chip and Joanna sure. Gates is yeah, a yeah, little yeah. bit more classic, so it has a little bit more length to it, as opposed to you know some of the other stuff. Yeah, that's like yeah. clearly. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to. It's yeah. hard to. I wish that as a designer, we had a crystal ball of what's going to date and what's not. I know it's what's really next, right? not <laughs> that easy. Yeah. So. um yeah. It's, what do you think? I mean, you, you've already kind of like alluded to like paint and lighting makes a huge difference. But what, what do you think are some other small things companies can do in their spaces to just like liven the space? Like, especially if maybe they are on more of a, I don't want to say everyone's on a budget, but like for me, for example, like I don't have a fortune to spend on changing our space. It's a brand new space. But like, I also feel like we moved in two years ago. Most of my, well, that's not, I was about to say most of my staff is dudes. It's a split team now. We have three guys, three girls. But I feel like we kind of just like, we didn't hire anybody professionally. We kind of just figured out on our own how to make the space look cool. But now I'm like, okay, it looks good. Everyone compliments it. But what could we do to like really elevate it with small details? Yeah. What could you, could you make any suggestions around that? So um, look at, well, first off, make sure you don't have any, two years ago, you probably don't have anything yeah, that, two years. that's especially dated at this point. You probably. Yeah, no, not yet. So um, that the free resource that I'm giving you the link to and stuff, we call it our five point designer checklist. And that's the goal of that. And it's interesting that one of you said this earlier that you asked your clients, ask somebody you trust to walk through with you and get get their opinion because you live in it so much. You don't see it. Do you know? Yeah. Yeah. But one of the biggest things that we tell people is just make sure it's clean because you'd be, you'd be, you were talking about the dirty tiles and things. And I was talking about this, this, this little Thai restaurant, it's just cluttered. Do you know what I'm saying? It's just cluttered. I don't know. Every single artifact they ever could find from Taiwan, they've put somewhere and it's just busy and cluttered, <laughs> yeah, you know, awesome. and it's not, it's incongruent. So um, having someone come through and just give you some critique on that. So clean decluttering is huge. Yeah, We don't, we yeah. don't realize it. We have 
So simplicity is always more appealing to your mind. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. As opposed to a lot of things. So I know as a, um, in the decorating world and the designer world, if you have a lot of little trinkets and a lot of little things, especially in a residential home that you want to display, you want to group them. So they almost appear as if they're one. Do you follow what I'm saying? Or if you have a lot of photographs mm -hmm. and a lot of pictures, you want to put them in yeah. a palette on the wall. So it appears more as one, one, one right. thought. So that's yeah, kind of a thing. Like yeah, just not like you stick them all and you, you put them together. We call them groupings in the design world. Yeah, yeah. And it helps your mind not be overwhelmed because being right. overwhelmed right. in a space is a negative thing, you know? Yeah. Oh, hardcore. You, you brought that up earlier and I was like, I kind of like laughed for a second because I was like thinking you had said your brain's taking all of these distractions and you might not even realize it. And it, mm -hmm. I laugh because I thought about the fact that like every time there's like a, like, I don't know where I'm going. And I'm looking at my GPS. I always turn my radio down to figure out where I'm going. And it's like turning my radio down did nothing, no. you know, to, to change, change where I'm going. But that distraction wasn't allowing me to focus. And like, it's so funny. I thought of the kind of the same exact same thing. It's like, I know as soon as we get off this call, I'm cleaning my desk because <laughs> it's you know, like feeling those, those I'm like, oh God, she's talking about me. She can see more than my face. Um, you know, I think that that is so, so important. I mean, just the other day I'd gone into one of our cabinets that like has just like, it's kind of like our junk drawer basically is our cabinets. Yeah. And there was just so much garbage in there. And I was like, we don't even need half of this stuff. Like, why are we just starting to like, you know, keep it and like, just get rid of it. Like, I don't need it. I don't care about it. Just get rid of mm -hmm. it. But you're exactly right. Like, I feel like there's these little details that we don't think we see as a whole, but they're all still being processed somewhere in our brain. And it's all adding up to like, Oh, I didn't really like that space. I don't know why necessarily, mm -hmm. but that's exactly what it is. There's cables everywhere. There's three bottles of water. There's sticky notes on everything. It's like, okay, consolidate. Yeah. I really, the groupings one is also another one that I'm like, I'm going to walk up to the lobby when we're off this call and like, look at stuff. We have these two like booked book built in bookshelves that have like little promotional products and print items we do, but they're literally just like, it's kind of everywhere. It's yeah. just around books and around whatever. It's just like, yeah, that doesn't, that's no one's looking at that stuff because they don't know what mm -hmm. to look at. Very, so. mu very much so. Yeah. So how can you group it? So it becomes yeah. almost a, a display of sorts, like a presentation yeah, right. together of, of just in simplifying in that way, not like you only have one promotion, but. Um, sure. Yeah. Yeah. But that you yeah. have. To, so that, and then, you know, we talked about dated already and we talked about lighting yep. and one of the things that will date very quickly is color. So mm -hmm. you just need to make sure that your colors are fresh and stuff. You were talking also about, um, when you use Apple as an example, I mean, they're just inc incredible design. Everything, everything yeah. they do yeah. is just, and, you know, we buy because of the design, right? We, we yeah. buy for that. Yep. But yep. Um, the simplicity of it, simplicity, you know, simplicity. And that was, yep. and, you know, as we compare that to the Hollister that was really crowded and dark and all that kind of stuff, that was appealing to that generation for some reason. Do you know? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. 
I mean, they it's so weird, by the I way. I know. <laughs> yeah. So but it was. I mean, I, I know we spent a lot of money yeah. there. <laughs> it was like very appealing. Yeah. So it's just finding that, like you said, the generation, the, the things. But um, those are those I'm kind of going into the five things. None of those cost a lot of money. Mostly yeah. it's yeah. just your own, you know, your own stuff. But if things are worn out and they're torn and they're ripped, and you mentioned that one earlier, yeah. that's just. You know, that's just the bad impression, you know? Yeah, it's just tacky. Yeah. Just yeah. tacky. Just yeah. yeah, just uh yeah. Another thing that we we talked to our doctors about is go make sure your bathroom is spit spot clean. Spit spot yep. clean. Yep. You know, every little crack. No, yeah, just because when people it's just that impression that this is not cared for, yep. you know. So These if I'm care. not caring right. for this, are they gonna care for me? It's weird yep. psychology. So we don't know yeah. what they'll think, but you always want to put your best, but you never make another chance to, you never make a, you, what is it? You never get a second chance to make a first impression. First impression. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah, it's so, it's so, so funny. Like all, like I'm so quiet and kind of dumbfounded right now. Cause I'm just like thinking about how many spaces I've been in where I like, I have a negative feeling, but I'm not always sure exactly why. Mm -hmm. And like mm -hmm. now I'm like thinking through like, okay, what were the things that I saw? Like I was in a print shop recently and there was like, first of all, it was just like the guy's junk was everywhere. And like that annoyed me just immediately. So it was like, cool. Those are your hobbies. That's fun. Like if you had a few of them, it would be one thing, but it's just everywhere. So it just looks tacky. And then the next thing was there was like trash on the floor, like the carpet had stains and it was just like, this place looks disgusting. Like, like I can't say it any other way. Like, like it doesn't look like you care about your business. And again, like you said, you realize not every company is going to have people coming in, but at least those common spaces, those, that front lobby should look spectacular. Mm -hmm. If, if what is behind that door that no one sees looks like trash and you are cool with that and you can thrive in that environment, then by all means, <clears throat> but what the customer sees and feels should always be like top notch. And I remember being in that print shop and just being like, Oh, so like even me in my office, like if I see like a little piece of speck of paper on the floor, I'm like, nope. Like I'll tell the, I'll tell the team like, Hey, like if you see it, just grab it. Like it's, it's something mm -hmm. small, but like, I don't know why it drives me nuts. Totally does. Well, it's, it's just, I you, wanted to ask one more. You, yeah. you start to, that's why we say have someone else come through with you with a, and ideally yeah. that person that walks through with you is your ideal avatar. Right. Yeah. And they'll yeah. also be straightforward and honest with you. So that's kind of hard to find both, but if you can, mm -hmm. that that's ideal. Yeah. But the, um, cause you, we tolerate things. So, you know, yeah. we tolerate things. So. I do have one, <clears throat> one more question and you've kind of talked about this a little bit, but I really want to kind of bring it home because I think it, it really encompasses this whole conversation, but how much would you say space ties directly to sales and retention? I think it's, it's hard to measure exactly, but it's, it's all that psychology that we've been talking about. I, I think yeah. it's directly related. We say the quality of your space is directly related to your success, which is retention of your clients, retention of your patients, attraction, all of this and the form. I mean, the function, it's got a function, so we can't forget yeah. that. So yeah, it's very, it's all very important. So mm -hmm. yeah. I don't, I wish is, I, I'd say, I think it's hundred percent important, but of course I in the business. Yeah. So. <laughs> right. I mean, again, my, my, I think my story I shared earlier, hopefully to someone 
speaks volumes a year in our office space and we opted to buy the building because of how much we grew in that one year yeah and it was because like despite whether or not some of it was ego based or not having a space that elevated our our value and what we mm-hmm. charged it it validated that it offered credibility even beyond what we talked about ourselves and what our website said about yeah. us when someone sees it in real life there's just something to that like that i can honestly say we've gotten so many clients from the fact that when they walked in the office they were like wow like this is legit like this is a cool place because they aren't thinking oh you guys are another starbucks web designer you guys are another yeah. you know cu- you know my cousin who creates logos like it's not that person it's like where are you mm-hmm. at in your business if you're ready to elevate your business that's us there it is. if you're still just getting started and you don't have a budget for marketing and yeah there's a great there's a thousand different website builders you can do it yourself and we we encourage you to do that but when you're ready to like take it to the next level generate more leads for your business grow your company that's when it's time to talk to us and then whenever you walk into our, our space and you go oh okay i see why you charge what you charge you must be doing something right if you have a space like this. There's just something to that, you know. They feel good, I feel good. It helps my confidence. I like I want to sell, I want to bring people into my space. I want to invite people to our podcast studio mm-hmm. that we have built out in the back. Like it's fun. It's fun to be here. Wow, you just so, said it all. You just yeah. said it all because <laughs> and you said you said something. I just want to bring something back to you. It's is it it's not your ego. It's your, it's your image. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. It's you, it's your image. You know that that space needs to match up with how you portray your image and what, and, and, and then what I tell, what we tell our clients, it's not necessarily where you are today. It's where you want to be too. Do you follow me? You've got to always, and I'm sure you do this with your marketing too. It's like you're, you're promoting forward. That's how you, mm-hmm. that's how you grow. So. Yep. Now in residential this conversation in residential, <laughs> yeah, totally different, right? It's more ego. Yeah. And so people, yeah, that's why yeah. people associate it. And that's why I started by saying it's not a luxury. You know, it's not, it's a part yeah. of, it's part of it's marketing. It's marketing. Yeah. It's marketing. Well, especially in the holistic health space, because without a place to go, you're not going to do anything right. in that space. It's, you, it's, you gotta have, yeah. If you're if you're a brick and mortar, it's part of your mm-hmm. marketing expense because and it's not yeah. just marketing new clients, it's keeping staff. Yeah. Exactly. You know? yeah. So I feel like we could I feel like I could, I could use you as a consultant for like tons and tons of hours to like make sure that our space is perfect, but that's not what right. this is about. <clears throat> I want to obviously so tell your story this and this, no. is, this is right, exactly. What do we, what can we do about <laughs> this wall? Um, we do, do, I we do, do consultants. I'll walk around with you. Know, we can gonna, do a FaceTime and I'll right. walk around and I'll give you FaceTime. my opinion, Andrew. There we yeah. go. All right. Some, some text and advice. All right. I appreciate it. Um, if you could leave us with one business growth hack, I'm going to play a sound effect. I'll give you some time to think about it. One thing that businesses can implement today in their business to maybe get more out of their space, maybe to make a greater impact on their customers, whatever it may be, I'll let you give it to us. All right, Carolyn, what you got? Well, I just am going to go back to what we've been talking about is that really Mm -hmm. pay attention to your environment. That's what that's my goal on getting on these podcasts is to get people to be aware that your environment impacts your success and being aware of it. So 
That's awesome. That's yep. so cool. Hey, why don't you tell us who is the who is your ideal avatar? Who are you going going after? If somebody's listening to this show and they know somebody, or go. maybe they are that somebody, who are you looking to work with, and how can you help them? Well, our um, our ideal avatar. We are in the holistic healthcare space. We started out doing chiropractors only. And that has evolved because chiropractors are doing more than chiropractic. So we're doing more than mm-hmm. chiropractic. So all kinds of recovery systems and and med spa type spaces and wellness spaces, any space like that. And our ideal client um, is someone that understands that they already understand it. We're not trying to sell them that your space is going to impact your success. They already understand it. This mm-hmm. part is be telling them. But when they come to us, they already get it. Typically, our practitioners have been in business a little while and they're ready to go to that next level. Uh, we do work with startups and we get them started on how much space they need, et cetera. But we and then we have a lot of I, we do one on one services, but I also have a course for startups that that I can promote if you want me to. We also have packages called Designed For You, which is kind of a put together, already put together finished package going after specific um avatar so we have sources to help anyone that has to do with starting a business the course itself really is about the process of going through to open your office so that you're um making that that's so cool and by the way you guys like you know and we do it virtually i'm gonna give her a little love all over the world it's virtual it's all virtual all over the world yes that's awesome so it doesn't matter where they're located you can still serve them yes yeah, that's and we're full I'll tell you right now, her work is beautiful. Y'all's work is gorgeous. Like, Thank I'm not just saying that because she's a guest on our show. I'm telling you because no. I spent some time on her website and their work not only looks beautiful, you can tell just by looking how much thought and care mm-hmm. and functionality was put into these spaces. So if you are designing a space, especially in that that arena. There's no one else you should be talking to. I don't know anybody else that does it as good as they do. So you, you might as well reach out to her. Thank you. And uh, Carolyn has done an amazing job. She created a great resource for you guys. If y'all want to check that out, it is crossfieldsdesign.com slash listeners. She's got a five-point designer checklist for you guys to help mm-hmm. you, you evaluate your current office image. You can download that for free on her website. You can check out all that she's doing. We'll make sure to include that link in the show notes below. If you guys like this episode, share it with a friend. Uh, there's no way we can grow the show without you guys. And uh, if you like this episode, you know, leave us a review. Let us know what you think. We don't know if you like the show unless you tell us that you like the show. So, Carolyn, thanks again so much for being on the show. Thank John, you. thank you, sir. See you next thank week. Thank you. See you next week. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Business Growth Hacks podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast so you never miss an episode. To get more marketing tips and tricks, follow Beefy Marketing on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Beefy Marketing. And to take your business to the next level, check out our website at www.beefymarketing.com.